the wood in Oklahoma is free until noon. Three beers to NFL Draft Week 2020. Let's get it started. We have Waterhog, Bonk, GG, Fab, Bubbles, and Big Tom in the studio. What's up, boys? What up, Hog? Up. What's good? <laughs> I love it. I love it. It's hard because we have there's no social cues to know when to talk. So exactly, we should have like a Zoom meeting. I guess I should look into that. Hi, Hog. <laughs> was that was that not the time? Who drinking three beers? NFL Draft Week. I think we're all super excited for our teams to obviously change their futures and change their uh, their uh, destinies for the 2020 season if it does happen. A uh, whole bunch of beers to drink, real quick. Everybody, game day beer. Give me your fir- if you're going to drink a beer on game day, uh, starting with Bonk. What what beer are you drinking when there's sports uh, from let's say East Coast or West Coast time, 10 o'clock till. Um, till nine o'clock at night. What, what beer are you drinking that day? Super masculine, uh, because that means I'm going to drink a lot of beers and I want to, uh, to maximize the numbers. So I'm going to go Mick ultralight and that's my first beer and the rest are sloppy seconds from past episodes. Ah, that's glorious. So uh, you're, you're a quantity, not quality guy on game day. Yeah. Probably the only time that's acceptable for us. Mick, Uh, Mick, Mick ultra. I love it. I love it. Jeej. What's your game day beer? West Coast, it's starting early and in late. What are you drinking? So if I'm starting to drink at 9 for a 10 o'clock <laughs> game, uh, that's 12 hours of drinking. i got to calculate. That's uh, 24 Mickey U's as well. <laughs> are you sticking with that all day, or are you going to go in sloppy seconds with something else at the end? No, I'm sure I'll uh, transition to some hog pits along the way, but oh. you, know, you never know. You got to love a good hog pit. I think I had a couple of those before this episode just to get, you know, mentally prepared in my my good headspace here. Fab, all day drinking. What are you drinking on game day? You know what I'm drinking. It's a Canadian beer, a proud beverage of Buffalo, New York. It's Labatt, Labatt Blue Light on game day. Labatt Blue Light. I think uh, I think you and I went to a Buffalo Bills game one time uh, and we drank the entire Bills bar out of Labatt Blue. In before halftime, half. is that true? That was before oh, first halftime. Half. A front. Yeah. 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 That's, you know, on a, a Bills game day Sunday, I'm at the beach. I'm drinking Labatt Blue Light by the bucket. It's a beautiful thing. It's a be- beautiful thing. Bubbles, we haven't had you in the studio in forever. It's amazing to have you back. It's Thank you for being months, here. Man. I'm glad to be here. Months and, months and months. What are you drinking on game day? So all about me, for me, it's, uh, it's, I think it's peaking at the right time, as most people would agree, uh, but whatever game I'm most important at. So if it's uh, an afternoon or evening game, I'm probably going to start lighter with a Coors Light or something, and then try to hit the uh, the game that I want with a beer that I want. So And it was something like a, a rogue dead guy or some kind of rogue or something that's got some flavor to it, but not too heavy that I can, uh, that I can pull out at any time. Is there an indicator for flavor for you on a bottle? Is it uh, a bitterness unit or is, is it just past experience? How, how do you how do you know a beer is going to have some good flavor? 
Uh, I'm not a real big bitterness unit guy. I'm not a huge IPA guy, so that usually doesn't factor in too much. But going off of, you know, basically what kind of beer it is, you know, my wheelhouse is, you know, some dark lagers, reds, things like that. So if I can hone around that, then I kind of just have to experiment with it or go off of the experience. I love it. I love it. I love the Coors Light. I think I'm going to join you uh, with that. I'm going to go, if I'm doing game day for being smart, I'm going to go Coors Light to start because I know I have some longevity there. And then I'll, I'll probably mix it up if, depending on my team wins or loses or draws if you're a Detroit Lions or Cardinals fan the week one and, uh, you know, drink my sorrows away from there. And so that's what I, I would like to do. So uh, Big Tom, dude, what's up, man? You always have the most creative beers, the best selection. What do you drink on game day? Oh, man. Game day, I'm drinking a goblet of Pacifico Light. It's uh, I've got a gloved left hand, Hell yeah. mid glove, no fingers, and I'm holding it for the whole time so it stays nice and crispy. Uh, I got the green lime floating around in it, maybe a booger or two. Who knows what time of day it is? Um, if I'm going to, if I'm going longevity, I'm going to set, uh, I'm going to take a nice silver bullet. Uh, but first, I'm going to put a koozie in my back right pocket, and I'm going to check on that silver bullet every five to 10 minutes to see how blue the Rockies are. That's usually one and two for me. I love it, man. I love the, uh, you gotta, I gotta love a company that puts a, uh, a dummy label on it. So it's, if it's blue, it's cold. I mean, that's <laughs> doesn't get any easier for me, the consumer to know when it's ready to drink. It's science, man. I don't, I don't Have understand ever, it, but I buy it. Yeah. You ever been so like low where you, you're just thirsty enough where you're just going to drink non blue You can drink silver mountains. Oh, absolutely. I'll take any bullet at any time of day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you'll, bite, you'll bite that bullet. It's fine. I will. All right, boys. Uh, I'm going to kick it off. Let's just hit beat or leap and let's jump straight into this thing. Beat or leap. Bonk, I'm going to I'm gonna hit you first on this one. I want to give you the opportunity to, to jumpstart this beat or leap. There's a lot that went on. There's a lot going on this week. What do you got for me? Um, all right, Hog. I have uh, something kind of new, and I, I didn't know if anyone else would take this. So I took it because it's baseball related. Surprise, surprise. But it's my beat and my leet. So that's, I've never done that. Yeah. Okay. So uh, JLo and A-Rod are thinking about purchasing the uh, Metropolitan Major League Baseball franchise. And I think this could be a leet because having the Mets owned by J-Lo and A-Rod in the same division as the Marlins with a potential Derek Jeter rivalry would be elite. Um, I think it's funny because it's a degenerate franchise. So I think A-Rod's a douche and having them own it is elite because it continues to possibly be degenerate. I think ZJ would agree with me on that. Uh, And then you could possibly get like after God Bless America in the seventh inning, and the seventh inning stretch, does J-Lo like, strip down seeing Jenny on the block? I don't know. That could be pretty entertaining. Ooh. That's kind of elite for baseball, who needs like a little bit of a makeover because it's kind of archaic and not as hip as NBA or NFL. So those are the reasons that it's elite. It's also beat because A-Rod is now being touted as an ambassador, ambassador for the game. Uh, no. Uh, A-Rod <laughs> is a steroid cheater user. Um, and I, I know America loves like the comeback story and all that kind of stuff, but I'm not really there yet. I mean, 
too much hair gel, uh, too much spray tan, and too many roids. And he's not—he's a guy that's probably ah, that's hard to say. We'll say fifty-fifty on getting in the Hall of Fame because of the cheating. So yeah. to have him own a franchise, I mean, Mark Cuban almost bought the Cubs a few years back, and he was kind of pushed away from doing that. And he's never been touted as a cheating athlete. So that part is beat to me, but a beat and elite. I just found it, you know, fascinating. No, that's good. I think you're right. And that's a tough choice, especially for MLB and as a, a whole with having uh, an owner like that. I do like your seventh inning stretch idea. You know, everyone's standing up, stretching out, and then J-Lo gets up there half naked. So everyone have to sit. All the men have to sit back down, obviously. You don't want to. Oh. You're wearing sweatpants to the baseball park. You don't want to show your. Well, if your they're unit. socially distancing watching the game, you can be watching the game in an Elmer Fudd fashion with a t shirt and no pants. <laughs> and um, she's just doing her dance in the middle of the field with no yeah. one there. But yeah, you're right. Yeah, fair you're enough. Right. You're right. Fair battles. Enough. All right. That's a di- it's a different stretch, different setting <laughs> image stretch. I love it. I love it. Uh, Jeej, man, I, uh, I'm, I think I know where you're going with this. You have, you claim about, uh, or I think that we say stand, you stand like five, five or six different NFL teams now. So beat or leap out. I think, I think I know where you're going though. I'm not going there. Oh, damn it. I will put a quick plug. The chargers and uniforms are elite, but that's not my actual leap. They look really good though. They're so good. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a big fan of the uniforms, not the team. Yeah, I mean, well, there's seven fans out there, so that didn't count you as one of them. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. Everyone knows I'm a Jags fan. Obviously. So my elite has nothing to do with sports, and it has nothing to do with Corona, shockingly. Oh. And it, I, I don't know if it I should be rooting for it or not, but Kim Jong-un is reportedly <laughs> on his deathbed, and... As everyone knows, dictator of North Korea, you know, horrible to his people, causing great distress and to the world in general with his nuclear weapons. Uh, he ate too much cheese, I think. He had a heart procedure at the age of like 22 or however, however old he is, weighs 380 pounds. <laughs> um, yeah, he's, uh, he's apparently on his uh, last legs there. But, of course, the hermit society hermit kingdom of north korea isn't saying anything about it and they're acting completely normally so we'll see where that goes uh i'm rooting for dictators to not be dictating anymore so that's my elite as morbid as it is i think it's the one time you could probably be morbid about you know someone's health is the leader of north korea right i don't think anyone's gonna be upset yeah, about that it's like rooting for hitler to die or something yeah i guess dennis rodman <laughs> might be upset but, uh, well, they're, yeah, they're best buds, but yeah, we're not hundred percent on that. Now, Jeej, is part of this, you know, hatred of Kim Jong Un, or is it just jealousy of the fact that he's the son of the greatest golfer of all time? You know, he, uh, Kim Jong Il, I believe, is that his name? I that, don't know. That was Kim his Jong name. Il, yep. He uh, shot an eighteen on eighteen holes one That's time. Correct. So. Yeah. I am very jealous of that stat. That's pretty pretty damn impressive. It's a pretty impressive sports feat. It's hard to beat. The first perfect game. I don't think it can be beat. <laughs> so, is that in mini golf in uh, San Diego at the Mission Bay? It would Accor- still be in- impossible to beat. <laughs> According to my calculations, I don't believe you can beat that. What do they call a hole-in-one on a par five? Is this an albatross? What's better than an albatross? Double a hole-in-one. 
shit. There's nothing better than a hole in one. It's what yeah. it's the best thing, right? I don't know. Uh, double <laughs> eagle, a double eagle on a par four is also a hole in one? Question mark. Exactly. Well, it is. That's sure. an albatross, right? Also an albatross. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, Should we call it a golden eagle? So to a keep golden with, eagle, dude. To keep with a bird theme. Love it. Yeah. Oh, I love it, dude. I love it. So All right. That's your. That's my lead. <laughs> uh, my beat is uh, has to do with my jaggies, Mister Yannick Ngakwe. Uh, pretty, pretty damn good D end. Uh, it's been on the team a few years now. He's having a public spat with the co-owner of the team, Tony Khan. He's Shahid Khan's son about trading him. And, you know, we all know Twitter is the best place to air your grievances with your employer about wanting to be traded. It's worked well for everyone from Le'Veon Bell to Antonio Brown. So Yannick Ngakwe is the latest and the greatest. Well, I wouldn't say the greatest. AB still got that. But uh, he's having a Twitter spat with Tony Khan. And uh, I'll just give you a couple quick ones here. Um and Gakwe claimed Tony Khan was in hiding. Uh, he responded he wasn't. But you wouldn't know that since you unfollowed me again. Blah, blah, blah. Just trade me. I don't need the speech. Sh- Tony Khan responds, show me the compensation. I'm sure you're really driving up the price today, by the way. So that was a really – I like that one a lot. And then yeah. my favorite, however, is this one. To my new future team, whoever it may be, I can't wait to bring great discipline, integrity, and work ethic to that new city. Love that. Love that line. You know, it shows he's a real class act. And he's definitely not going to get in the fight with the future owner. Yeah. What what would show a history of him getting in a fight with its team or owner on social media for all to enjoy, right? Exactly. And this is this is after he uh, kind of threw Minch under the bus. I think I mentioned that last week. But Yeah, you can't throw Minch under the bus. You can't. No. Well... Leonard Burnett also did that, so I want him out of there. I don't know. Jags are a fucking shit show. They're going to be terrible yep. again, but they have the Minch. Are you full Titan stand now, like for real? Or was that just last year? Well, chances there's a chance, long shot, that I moved to Nashville. So down the line, if that happens, I'll, you know, I got to pick one, I guess. So I don't, I don't fucking know, man. I'm in. I'm in purgatory right now. I'm a Jags fan, Titans, whatever. Chargers suck. Yeah. It's a tough what, scene. What a great time to be a San Diego sports fan. That's right. That's right. Damn, that sucks. Fab, my friend. Yes. What is up? What do you got for me? Do you do you have a beat and or elite? Uh, survey says... Yes, I do. I, in fact, have a beat, and I have a lead. We'll start with my beat. And uh, call this deep from the Department of Big Tom Statistics. I got three for you. One, the Houston Oilers have won a division more recently than the Cleveland Browns. Houston Oilers are also no longer an NFL franchise. They won a division in 1993. The Browns have not won a division since 1989. Now, something about stones and glass houses. The Indianapolis Colts 
have won the AFC East more recently than the Buffalo Bills. The Colts are not in the AFC East. They moved in 2002, but they won the AFC East in 1999. Bills last won it in 1995. And the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have won the NFC Central slash NFC North more recently than the Detroit Lions. They also moved in 2002, but prior to that, they won the NFC Central in 1999, and the Lions last won it in 1993. So just three shining examples of incompetence to where someone who's no longer in the division, or in one case, no longer even exists, has succeeded more recently than a team that's still around. Do you have an intern that's getting you these facts? Like, where the fuck are you getting this from? That's uh, amazing. The, the internet is an amazing place. <laughs> it's a terrible, You terrible, can also find football place. facts there. <laughs> Which leads me to oh. my lead. I'm just going to read off some names for you real quick. Breaking Bad. Do it. Cheers. NCIS. CSI. Big Bang Theory. What do all those have in common? I don't know. They're no. wildly successful TV shows that had a spin-off result from them. Should we add three beers to the list? I don't know. Perhaps. Because this week, Beers to Buffalo debuted. A new podcast featuring some of the premier talent of Three Beers 2 where they strictly talk about Buffalo sports. You're right. It's happened. It it's has. out there. And they've got a pretty elite graphic, too. Of two chicken wings going through a folding table. <laughs> I think I was drunk when I had that design, but I thought that was the greatest way to encapsulate Buffalo. The Buffalo sports market was it, hot it wings really jumping does. through us. A folding table. <laughs> Stupid. I love it, man. Oh, my God. Uh, dude, your facts are fire. I think you're 100% right. I think uh, there is some uh, a level of incompetence there that it can't be ignored. No. The record books still reflect it. History is written by the uh, victors, right? And uh, that uh, that's never going to change there for sure. Bubbles. What's up? What are you drinking? You, what, what, are you drinking your game day beer right now? Is that what's happening? Uh, I'm not. I'm drinking some Happy Island right now. Okay. You got a beat or elite for me? Yeah, I, I got some. I got some beats and leads for you. All right, we'll start off with uh, we'll start off with beats here. So. A uh, little behind on a couple of these, but a couple of refresh that uh, Gigi referred to earlier, and that's uh, new uniforms this year for some NFL teams. So there's seven so far that have come out. And looking down the list, most of them are trying to uh, rebrand or going through some changes here. Uh, working backwards, the Rams, that one's pretty old. Uh, those are utterly garbage. Uh, I don't know if they're trying to uh, mold in with the Chargers and just be one team and sell universal crap in L.A. or what, but they're awful. I don't know what my boy Sean's doing out there. So those are garbage. Uh, a couple of the other ones aren't uh, as dramatic. The Colts kind of changed some stuff around. Uh, nothing too big there. Those are all right. Um, the Bucks they also just came out with some new uh, new hotness, so – they're obviously uh, looking to uh, sell some more jerseys this year. Some big-name folks are headed that way. Uh, the Browns, right? Always trying to rebrand there. Yet they keep trying to rebrand the same combo of brown, orange, and white stripes. They are garbage. I just, like, garbage. They just need to give it up and go for something else. Like 
them being the Browns in those uniforms are not helping anything for those guys. They're just, they're, they're trash every year. And they keep, I feel like every two years they're like new uniforms and they're just like change the width of those stripes. They're, they're terrible. I hate them. Uh, the, the, the couple of uh, good ones that have come out, the Pats, they kind of release some, some jerseys that uh, are more like the eighties and less nineties, two thousands. So they're obviously looking to move forward with their changes. And then uh, what Gigi brought up earlier, the chargers just put out their new stuff and their stuff is awesome. They have three different blue types of jerseys, uh, yellow. They've got the powder blue. Um, and one of the things that I liked is they changed the bolt on their shoulder pads that actually go the same direction as their helmet this year because that's been driving me crazy for the last few years. Yeah. What do you think about their, uh, the numbers on their helmets? Well, uh, it seems a little crowded, and I read that they did that for the television audiences is they couldn't see the arms – they couldn't see the numbers on the arms clearly enough on TV. So they switched yeah. to the helmets so that everybody could see the numbers more clear. It looks a little, looks a little busy for me. Yeah. I, my initial reaction was, Ugh, but then I started thinking about it and looking at it more. I, I think they're my favorite of all the uniforms you just said. The competition wasn't too stiff. It, it wasn't. I'm and sorry it, about your, and, and, yeah, and your to round out, Yeah. To round out the, uh, the beat of these uh, is the Falcons. They are so bad. Like it is, they are so plain and boring and worthless that it makes me so angry. And I read that they, they said they had two decades of research going into these, which God knows what, <laughs> you know, what, what uniforms were 20 years ago. But they said they use all kinds of research in, in a, having groups and things like that. And, and what they came up with was the wrecking crew from the longest yard which I'm sure was probably a good movie like 15 years ago. <laughs> they had their top men on it. I mean, come on. They're, they're just like, I, I don't know what, what they're doing. Like they, it, and looking at some of the combos, they look a little bit better, but like the all black and all white are like terrible. And they went with the stupid, like black matte helmets, which are awful that the Jags did for like a season or so, where they had that gold to black matte transition. Oh God, yeah. Terrible. I fucking hate them. They're the worst. So <laughs> Lana sports, once again, just disappointing me in, in all sorts of fashions. So uh, not, not really consistent. psyched, but yeah, consistently disappoint me in, in most things they do. So uh, yeah. good luck to them. Hopefully they make some big moves in the draft coming up, but uh, uniforms look terrible. Uh, moving Exciting on for, stuff. My, for my leap mentioning the draft, uh, you know, there's been a little bit of talk of the, the NFL running their, uh, their fake draft or their your their test IT draft the last couple of days um, and some of the issues with that. So uh, another company known for their we'll call uh, streaming uh, abilities and, uh, and and what they're used to is Cam Soda, known for their we'll call their exotic streaming capabilities, has reached out to Roger Goodell in the NFL uh, and offered their uh, tech support set up webcams and 4Ks for all the coaches and GMs wherever they needed to be. But the kickers, they also, they wanted to, quote, make sure their hands are full when they're not on the clock. Uh, and they have also offered all the head coaches and GMs a full membership to uh, Cam Soda so they can interact with the models while they're not on the clock. And she said, uh, quote, if only Rex Ryan was still coaching, that they would be set up. <laughs> God. He would have his hands full of feet. 
So Cam Soda is, a, is trying to be a friend of the NFL. You can remember they tried to uh, endorse uh, the Minch last year uh, to to get him to do some things too. So good on them. Wasn't that like a yoga class in underwear yeah. or something? Yeah, jockstrap. Yeah, yeah, yeah jockstrap. Locker room jockstrap yoga. So so good on Cam Soda on trying to help the people in the NFL to uh, to ensure we get a good uh, a good draft without any interruptions. So that's yeah. that's a pretty good uh, leap for me. I, I want to talk more about this later. I don't want to jump into it, but I, I love that lead. I think there is, I think Cam Soda can solve some future problems. I think their, uh, you know, <laughs> their expertise in the streaming industry might, might help the NFL, but we'll see on Thursday night uh, what, what's going to happen. That's exciting stuff. And I, I have to say, I fucking hate the Atlanta Falcons uniforms. I'm sorry. Oh, like the AT, I, it, just, it just, they're so yeah, bad. The, and the one they're thing so I didn't even bring bad. up was the stupid ATL. That is that's so the thing I hate fucking, the most bad dude i'm sorry i'm so sorry that's all right you don't have to buy a jersey this year that's nice maybe they'll fix it next year who knows yeah i'm not bringing if i'm gonna do that i'll just get a adam sandler wrecking crew one yeah let's see uh i think uh, my favorite response i think it was the saints they had they posted a media on a video on social media just basically completely wrecking that uh that jersey and then linking it to the longest yard like they they posted like a video of both of them next to each other. It's yeah, pretty, I think, pretty I mean, bad. Like the Panthers and uh, and the Saints. Oh, Panthers. Maybe it was the Panthers. Yeah. yeah. The NFC Tough South scene. has some of the best like social media rivalries because they, the Panthers, the Falcons, and the Saints just shitted on each other constantly. And yeah. No one ever really acknowledges the Bucks. I think that's going to change this year, obviously. But <laughs> those guys, like anytime Carolina or New Orleans can sneak a twenty-eight to three reference in there, they do it. You have to, right? You have to. All right, Big Tom, what's up, my friend? Hey, Og, what's going on, man? Another How's day. Life? Quarantine. <laughs> Gotta love it. Don't get too lonely, because uh, I have a. <laughs> you might spend too much time on Cam Soda, but I do have a beat and elite. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got, of course, you got a beat with Cam Soda. Let's go. Yeah, you got it. Um, but uh, <laughs> to let that marinate, I'll, I'll start with the elite. If that's all right. Um, yeah. Yeah, so two nights ago, I was glued to ESPN, just like I think uh, 360 million other people in this country at least were as well, uh, yeah. to watch The Last Dance. Uh, my lead in general is just the uh, poetry in motion that was that entire, uh, the first two episodes that they aired. Um, just hitting some of the highlights with that. Um, the deep dive into... The Bulls in general, I think everybody has a lot of uh, situational awareness on what's going on with Michael Jordan and, and who he was, anybody who lived through the 90s in that time. But not a lot about the relationship between him and Scottie Pippen and the dichotomy of the two guys there. Biggest piece, um, some of the highlights. Scottie Pippen is from Hamburg, Arkansas, and akin to the O'Shea brothers on the sign uh, of the town in Hamburg, Arkansas. It says, home of Scottie Pippen which I think is probably most people's goals in life to have their hometown say this is the home of uh, Big Tom or whomever. Um, the O'Shea brothers, what what reference is that? That's uh, Little it's Giants. Little Giants. If, you, if you said Little Giants and Icebox, I was going to fucking lose my mind. That is amazing. I can't oh. believe you just fucking referenced that. That's amazing. It's a classic. <laughs> I had the biggest crush on the Icebox when I was younger. I don't know what that is. I like strong women, I guess. <laughs> She's beautiful. <laughs> 
Google her now. She's uh, she's still doing okay. All right. <laughs> doing that now. <laughs> uh, some other highlights. Uh, Michael Jordan said the F word on ESPN, which is a uh, first time, at least in, in my own cognizance, watching a, a person unedited and not on real time uh, in a documentary on uh, publicly casted television say the F word straight up, let alone. A, uh, an idol like him, but that was uh, that was cool to see. Just uh, them allowing that. Uh, Michael Jordan was teetering and beating around every bush he could to try to not admit to doing cocaine in a hotel room in 1984. <laughs> and I think <laughs> I think anybody who's watching that show is going to go ahead and assume that uh, he took a long time to answer that question. And uh, like everybody assumes and would put good money on him doing it at least. A baker's dozen of lines in uh, the early 80s. Uh, uh, oh. Former President Barack Obama was... <laughs> is the Chicago resident, you mean? <laughs> Barack Obama listed as nothing else but former Chicago resident. So he, he and the guy who sold hot dogs outside of the United Center in the 80s yeah. and 90s. Same. Uh, that was pretty excellent. The uh, I'm not sure if you guys got to see this. The French audio producer who was outfitting Michael Jordan with uh, his headset and his microphone before he was going on to a uh, French kind of version of a daytime talk show and was, you know, sticking the microphone and the receiver in his pants and, and kind of getting hooked up and was doing everything and then asked for an autograph. I'm not sure if you guys saw the scene, but I've never seen any person get more angry, uh, let alone uh, Michael Jordan at a French fan. So bottom line, if you see Michael Jordan out, don't ask him for an autograph. That's pretty hard to watch. Uh, additionally, some stuff they dove into. Uh, Jerry Krause, the general manager of the time, at, who is who is deceased, so I won't go in too hard. But um, Michael Jordan is incessantly a bully to him, and the way he acts is pretty deserved. But on film, they had him say, "Jerry, you want to do some layups with us?" Because they have to lower the rim. And then he also said, "Jerry, are those short pills or diet pills?" And the fact that Michael Jordan offered that and asked, are they short pills is funny enough. And then he said, if not, are they diet pills to his yeah. general manager and the executive of his team? I thought was pretty late. That is pretty intense. I have to tell you, I, um, I have to tell you that Gigi just posted a link to Cam Soda and Icebox on our chat group. <laughs> <laughs> so half of the half of the people aren't even here at the <laughs> 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 That's a better lead. Yeah. You just scratch that whole last segment. <laughs> big, big Tom, you gave the best synopsis and summary. But I, one thing that I, I just noticed that wasn't supposed to be part of the show, but was blatantly obvious to me, was Jordan's eyes in the interview were bloodshot as fuck, and he had a big glass of brown water by his table the whole time. Oh yeah, you noticed that? Yeah, he, <laughs> I, I did. And when he was when he was recanting about uh, what the Bulls were doing in the '80s when he joined the team, he said, you know. I didn't do drugs. I didn't party. I didn't drink at the time. So, like, yeah. of all the things he was denying doing, he said, I didn't drink at the time. And at then the he's time. sitting there with a fat cigar in his mouth and, and sipping for sure. I mean, if you're at the top of the world and you can just fucking smoke cigars and drink whenever you want and, like, have, you know, live your best life, like, fuck it, you know, right? Yep. Yep. I mean, why not? Most, most famous person alive, probably still, at least in our lifetime. 
I would agree. Uh, Big Tom, a question for you regarding yep. this here. Do you think this gives some people who are younger that are Jordan, not Jordan, uh, LeBron stands that say m- maybe this gives them a glimpse into Jordan's life and how he may be the greatest of all time? Because in their eyes, you know, the, the younger generation normally will say LeBron is the best. But Oh, yeah. I mean, it's it is indisputable. Uh, they show clips. I mean, the low hanging fruit with that is the clips of in the uh, the year I believe it was the '87 playoffs when they were playing. The uh, Michael Jordan was demanding they were limiting his minutes. He could only pay, play something around seven minutes a half, and uh, in the regular season. And Michael Jordan and the Bulls were out of the playoff contention. Were not looking like they were going to make the playoffs. Uh, Michael Jordan fights to get back on the team and actually get playing time. Coming back from a broken bone in his foot, they let him play. And uh, the Bulls slide in with a losing record. There was something along the lines of, I believe, 30 and 52 in uh, that season. Slide into the A seed, play the number one seed Celtics, and that's the Larry Bird Celtics and the Parrish Celtics yep. and the Danny Age Celtics, and proceeds in a losing effort to <laughs> to score 40, 49 points in the first game in that series, and then 60 points in the next, actually 63 points, I believe, in the yeah. next game in that series. And, I mean, the message there in regards to LeBron is Michael Jordan never, I mean, and getting into my beat a little bit, Michael Jordan never had the chance to create any type of super team or to build anything he wanted around him. He didn't take his talents one place or another. He was just there, and the world revolved around him. And the ball was in his hands. He was fighting to play as much as he can. You know, no planned rest, no anything like that. He wasn't taking the summers off, was fighting to get back in every season. And he also had six rings and was going against Debatably the worst executive front office in sports at the time. So yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, I agree, man. I I I love it. I love it, dude. Give me your was that that was your lead then, right? So that was your that beat? was my lead. It gets into that it, was your lead. It dips your a toe. Deck. It dips a toe into my beat. Um, well, then beat 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 me. <laughs> I will. Ooh, wow. Uh, mm. So my beat lonely, in general. <laughs> <laughs> my my beat in general is going to talk about just just general managers, uh, the hot topic right now with the draft approaching. And Bubba's gotten to a little bit of this, but uh, we talked about old old Jerry Krause, the old general manager of the Bulls, uh, highlighted in the Last Dance. Uh, his Michael Jordan gave him the nicknames of <laughs> the nickname of Crumbs, so he was Crumbs Krause to everyone because he was always covered in crumbs. Um, oh, God. <laughs> he. Uh, he, he demanded that when the 97 Bulls at the time were getting introduced for the first time and receiving their championship rings and trophies, that he be announced first before any player on the team. Oh. So he's really, he's really the Michael Scott of professional GMs, I think. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Outside of being, being unanimously hated by his teams, he also, he also really uh, probably the most uh, glaring graphic of, of – Scotty Pippen and Michael Jordan, he pretty much forced the hand of Scotty Pippen and uh, refused contract negotiation uh, when Scotty Pippen was the, you know, pretty much a unanimous Robin to Michael Jordan's Batman, best team of all time, and was paid 122nd in the league in regards to salary. To include that in the 92 season, Michael Jordan made $4 million to Pippen's 3.4, 95 MJ 3.8 to Pippen's 2.9. Then 96 season, Michael Jordan was raking in $30 million a year and Scottie Pippen 
continue to make 2.2 million and then 2.7 million the next year to MJ's 33. So GMs can can mess a franchise up. Additionally, um, in regards to how the NFL draft is going to be operating in a couple days, I'd like to put the take out that I think the next Spygate, Bountygate, Deflategate will be a product of this draft. And the fact that the youngest NFL GM is 45 years old and people above the age of 45 have a hard time working technology, let alone Zoom or Skype (laughs) or Microsoft Teams or however they're going to do it. And I think there will be some easy hacker who slides in and infiltrates one GM's picks or conversations or screen hacks somebody else. I mean, so that's you, you got to think it's going to happen, right? Unfortunate as it is. Like. Absolutely. It's just, I mean, it's going to be too easy. And you know, everyone's saying that the draft is that the commissioner's already putting forth that if they have to pause the timer, they will to the point too, that if it is, if it gets halfway through the draft or the first round, at least, and they can't continue that way, they're just going to cancel and stop and find another way forward. So yeah, it's a, it's a work. I do a, a I will applaud the NFL for giving us this in our time of need for sports. Cause I, you know, without the draft right now, I'd be the saddest Panda of all time. And the draft is honestly carrying me forward at this point. It's, it's the only thing like giving me hope. <laughs> yeah. I, I, right. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. It's the, it's the number one thing in sports and, yeah. and the bulls TV show. Oh, well, obviously the last dance. And I, I'm, I'm almost glad they're not letting me binge it in one week or in, in a week, you know, cause I, I'd be finished it. And it's nice to look forward to something, you know? Yeah. Oh, for sure. Big Tom. Yeah. Do yeah. you think there's any truth to the rumor that the villain in space jam Swackhammer, is based off of Jerry Krause? <laughs> 100%. Absolutely. For you those who have go Google Swackhammer and Jerry Krause and look at the side by side comparison. It's uncanny. It's, I mean, it's, it's got to be a 100% true. I don't know who made that connection right now or if Jordan just said, like, hey, Google this, but that shit is crazy. Crazy. I mean, they're, they're twins, and it's, and Michael Jordan obviously had a say in the creative design of that film. So, and it Absolutely. came out in 1996. Yep. Yep. I it's indisputable. It. Guys, I don't know if you're on your beard number two or three, some of you. Looking at you, Gigi. Uh, but uh, let's let's crack some more beers. Let's get to the round table. Let's throw something at something. Uh, we've already described our beers. But let's just keep drinking. We'll talk about it at the end. But uh, Gigi, you ready to throw something at something? Yeah. Do it, babe. Yeah, Gigi. Let's go, Gigi. I don't know where I want to aim. Just aim for center it. mass. Ooh. That sounded messy. Violent. We'll go Oklahoma City. OKC. Oh, right. oh boy. That's a that's a decent spot. I think you we know get some, we, we, get some... we could go Norman. They're right next to each other. There's nobody in Norman. We, we right go to Norman for... Yeah, right. There's no one in Norman. They're all they're online to, right now. They're trying to get their football team back. I don't know. Hog, you were born there. Hey man, born and raised. Come on, dude. Damn. At least I rep my city and I don't fucking jump ship every time someone leaves. You know what I'm saying? Well, has oh you ever left Norman? (laughs) 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 All right, you win. 
so fab real quick let's let's chat real quick about this um did you hear what's what's your favorite part of the draft round one specifically what's the one thing you know you're gonna get when you watch the nfl draft hot takes from mel kuyper talking about how like every single person who goes is just going to be the best player ever at their position we see them drafted we hear the dramatic music we see an instantaneous highlight reel of all their best plays from college and five talking heads who are all nodding in agreement that this was the greatest pick of all time and he's going to turn that franchise around and as soon as they're done the next picks in and they got to start all over it's a meat grinder of takes and i love it also seeing the scroll at the bottom with the kuiper's best available and then seeing your team needs it's there's so much information going on at one time it's great and then I a love trade that. happens and nobody knows. And what I'm really glad that they've started doing in the last couple of years is getting people to stop breaking the news via Twitter and letting it happen naturally on TV of trades and who's picked. Because nobody wants to read that, you know, Tua gets picked by the Dolphins via Adam Schefter on Twitter. We want to see it happen on TV. I agree. No, that's that's nice. I think they've both agreed. Both the major networks have agreed to not break that anything this year together. M- my favorite thing of the draft is watching the commissioner walk up to the stage and getting booed out of his fucking gourd. Yes. I love that. That is a good part of it too. He is a super villain. And the best part is he kind of like soaks it in, you know, he kind of fucking yeah. suck, sucks it up. And so have you seen what Budweiser is doing? Budweiser Seltzer specifically is doing this year. Uh, yes. well, I saw that they were trying to raise money to get booze, right? Booze for booze. Yeah, so booze for booze. And uh, I think it's up to $500,000. Big Tom, maybe correct me if I'm wrong. But uh, people can just record themselves booing, send it to Budweiser Seltzer on social media at whatever they are at. And then um, they, at some point, with the NFL's consent, because the NFL's logo is on there, I think they are going to like pipe these boos in to the draft. I sure hope so. Like, that's what I would thinking is that if roger goodell has any sense of self-awareness he needs to have a soundtrack play booze when he appears to announce the first pick because he would gain a lot of respect from people also they need to play a lot of booze from jet fans whenever the jets pick is in because that's another long-standing <laughs> tradition yeah they could draft no i agree 2.0 and it, everyone would hate it boo i <laughs> <laughs> uh, I absolutely agree. I think um, I think it, it's a, such a smart move by him. You know, you, literally, you take a joke and you flip it around, and who knows if next year anyone boos him because of this. I think that this could honestly kind of turn the tide. Or, you know, it might become more of a loving, loving thing to do. And so I think it's really fucking awesome. It's going to a good cause. Um, look it up. Record your boos. I think uh, three verse two, we should do this definitely. Obviously, boo the commish even though I love the NFL and everything they do. So uh, I think it's great and a uh, good cause. I think that's fucking awesome, man. So get cracking, fab. I okay, want uh, the best, the best five or so misconnections from Oklahoma. Good Lord. And uh, can't wait. Can't wait. Hold on. Uh, all right. So bonk. We, um, we talked earlier. I talked earlier in the last podcast about what we're going to talk about this podcast here so what do you think the surprise trade do you have like a surprise trade or like a surprise team moving up for a quarterback or something going what do you think is going to happen give me a a surprise that you think is going to happen in this draft well i mean as 
as important as the offensive tackles are on a football team, um, I don't think there are any surprises. And because the first round is riddled with so many good and talented uh, offensive tackles, those are not the surprises. The surprises are obviously uh, every once in a while, if it's a running back or a wide receiver riddle draft, it's them, but this one's quarterback. And I think the surprise, if you look at the top 16 picks, like 13 of them have their franchise quarterback, even though they're not Hall of Famers yet, I yeah. Daniel Jones at number four with the Giants, they're not moving on. I think you got to look at the teams that have their franchise quarterback and are willing to move down in a trade. And I'm looking at 13 at San Francisco, and I think that Jordan Love is going to go to the Patriots at 13. Ooh, so the the Patri- the the Niners got that pick with their trade, right? With uh, Buckner or who was it? They got it th- through Indianapolis. At, yeah, at yeah. Forest Buckner. Yeah. 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 So th- th- you think they're going to w- make some more money? I love, I hate the Niners, but I love when a team does that when they get draft capital and then then basically investing it to more draft capital. So you're saying the Patriots move all the way up to 13 to pick up Jordan Love. Right. And the only reason I say Jordan Love is because I think Tua is gone. But if, if Tua is there by 13, it, it's Tua, but I think Tua is gone. And which means yeah. what I'm saying is that Tua is going to the Chargers or the uh, Dolphins. So, but if he falls there, Tua to the Patriots, I think that's real. I think Pat's going, they're, they're, they're trading San Francisco. It's going to be a swap. Bill Belichick working his magic. They're playing chess, not checkers. I, I agree. They're always playing. I feel like the Patriots are always a step ahead, and you know maybe that's just due to Tom Brady and their success with Bill Belichick in the last few like, last few years, the last millennium or whatever the fuck it's been. But um, I, I agree. I think that is a def. I think Love will be part of a surprise trade, and I would be. I don't know if he'll go before Tua. There's a lot of you know smoke in front of a uh, in front of the draft, especially this year. And what's what's happening now is teams are coming out and saying. You know, we're not going to sources say that this team's not going to draft Tua. sources say this team doesn't like Tua because of injury. I feel like that is a maneuver to make him fall down a little bit on the draft board. So a team could move up. And but I think it would be fucking surprising. Very Mitch Trubisky esque if a team jumps up when two was on the board and drafts love over him or even Herbert. Honestly, like I, I I'm would be surprised to see. Yeah, if you look at the first two rounds, or, or, or excuse me, the first round, uh, all these teams have their franchise quarterback or a, a franchise quarterback, a quarterback that they paid a lot of money to, i.e. tighten up with fucking Tennessee. So they're not going to pick uh, Tua. Uh, the the Bears are the only one there. They're not even in the first round. So you're looking at maybe the Raiders like audible and like give us some sort of last minute maneuver and they pick one of the quarterbacks, but I don't think so. I think San Francisco and New England trade out at 13, and I think uh, New England gets their quarterback, man. And I I, I think it's going to be Jordan Love because I think two is gone. I, Bonk, I, there's I, a, I think that definitely going to happen. Sorry, go ahead, Big Tom. Bonk, there's a lot of talk about your skins trading out of that pick in, in sheer just quantity. Oh, yeah, just because they, they need bodies. And there's a lot of talk I'd like to get your take on as a skins homer, what your thoughts are with that. 
as a skins homer, I want the skins to take Tua. And if they, so if they're, if they're not sold on Tua or Herbert or Love, because assuming Burrow's gone, I guess the question would be, should they trade out to get capital or take Chase Young? I say trade out to get capital. I don't think a defensive end, like the amount of capital that sounds like they would get, is not, like Chase Young is not going to make them from three and 13 to freaking eight and eight. It's not going to agree. I think they trade, they trade it out. If they don't like one of those quarterbacks at that high of a position, move out. You do not waste that on a defensive end. That's my opinion. Who was it? It was it uh, Luck and Robert Griffin the third, one and two years back. Yeah, I think RG three yeah. was two. Luck yeah. one, right? He was. Yeah, yeah. Luck one, RG three two. Uh, I don't know how much draft capital the skins could get because uh, I feel like people know that the Lions are going to are willing to trade out of three. I don't know. Maybe that hurts the the skins there. If if you know the Lions want a quarterback. I feel like it makes the number two pick a lot more valuable. And I feel like the Lions haven't made that known, you know? Well, what else? I think the Skins have to, I think the Skins have to draft Tua and then trade him to the Dolphins or Chargers Mm. before their pick. So I don't don't know, you know, I think that's their best move. Like call their bluff, pick either Tua or Herbert, and then I would say Tua, but whatever. And then trade out of that's an NBA type. That's an NBA type draft right there. Yeah, I I don't know what the rights are being traded. I don't know what the draft value for that would be if you slide three or four picks, but I'm guessing it's a second or third rounder. Nice, Jeech. No, I mean, I mean, I think two even what three second round picks to move up one spot through Darnold. Yeah, yep, yep. Those top two picks are fucking astronomically valuable. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I mean, who who's more valuable, Andrew Luck or Robert Griffin the third? RG three still in the league, bro. Come on, skins. Yeah, won. man. Just threw a I'm touchdown just... pass last year. <laughs> I'm just kidding. One whole touchdown pass. Well, I mean, more than, more than uh, Andrew, Andrew Luck. Luck. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What if what if Bill Belichick calls Andrew Luck? I mean, we just saw Gronk, and we haven't even talked about this. This is my, the next segment, but. Uh, what if Andrew Luck's like, you know what, fuck it, I'll go work for uh, the Sith Lord in in New England. Is that something that might happen? I sure they've made, hope. They've made mock mock skits <laughs> in YouTube videos. <laughs> I think that's a match made in heaven, personally. They seem I like think Andrew Luck be on the same page. at this point of his career needs to focus on architecture and his book club and do nothing <laughs> in football, especially if it's in New England. What about his neck beard? Should he focus on that or grow it oh, out? God. Yeah. It's good for the cold. Yeah. Oh, gross. Um, all right, guys. So we have to talk about some breaking news here. Uh, we've all seen it in the last couple hours. Rob Gronkowski is a, a member of the fucking the Bucks. Should the Bucks be favored in the at least the NFC South? Is, are they the best team in the NFC South, let alone the NFC? What does this do for them? Is Gronk even a factor? He's he's got to put weight on. He's tiny. They said he's two sixty. He's been put, he's been putting weight on. He's he's beefing back up. I'm not sure if it's you know supplemented by 
anything, but uh, you know, he was in the WWE, and those guys are all known to be cl- very clean. So the highest testing standards. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh man. The hey, all the suspensions in the WWE is crazy. Man, the NFC is so tough, dude. It's so tough. Saints and Forty ers and then like fuck, like. I don't know. Seahawks and Packers are kind of weak, but a healthy Eagles, I put them like sixth, maybe. Vikings. Uh, I, don't, I don't buy that. I wish I'm giving. I'm giving Tampa a wild card at the most. Like, I don't think the Gronk thing does that much. They already have so many weapons uh, as in Chris Godwin, and OJ Mike Howard, OJ Howard, Cameron Brait, and they have Tom Brady. But I, I put them as a wildcard team, not because of Gronk. And some people are having them as the favorites in the NFC South. Brady's fucking washed up. And I'm sick of people saying that he's going to be the, the savior in Tampa Bay. I don't think he has anything left in his arm. It's Peyton Manning year on his last year or two of his career. And obviously he has a lot of weapons, so maybe he'll make something happen. But I don't think he's the, the, the guy, the savior that they need. I agree, and I think we're all going to get burned, whoever agrees, agrees with us right now. But uh, every time I bet against Tom Brady, I get fucking destroyed. So Every time you I bet against right. Bill Belichick, you get destroyed. I, yeah, I think, you, I think you that's have, the thing. You don't have Brady sitting in the same organization like the Bucks. He's going to have you know less talent around him, worse coaches, and he's going to get beat up, and he's going to get old. He's going to feel real old real fast. Now having Gronk's gonna yeah. be nice and some of the other weapons, but you know Brady's good. There's no doubt, but you got to see how he's gonna fit into Bruce Arians' scheme and, and what they're gonna do. But he's not gonna have the talent around him or the coaches. Gigi. I'll tell you what, right now I I was a uh, Arizona Cardinals. I am an Arizona Cardinals fan. We had Bruce Arians as a head coach. I will tell you, Bruce Arians fucking hates receiving tight ends. And if you don't believe me, read anything about OJ Howard recently who was an amazing receiving tight end who does not get used. And I know that's going to change with Tom Brady coming in and installing some of his, you know, scheme and stuff on that playbook. Cause I'm sure Bruce Arians will kind of, you know, defer to some of that, but Bruce Arians hates tight ends, hates them. Can we uh, test your handicapping skills and get an over under for, I don't know what week it'll be, but when the bucks go to play the saints in the Superdome over under for that game, are you asking for the score? Over under, yeah. The combined score between both teams, you add them up. The Jeej. Okay, I like Tampa's defense has come on strong. Uh, I think Drew Brees is kind of in the same place as Tom Brady as far as his skill level atrophying. I like a 47.5 point over under. Still high, but not maybe as high as some people think. Hammering that over, hammering the over. But yeah, that dude, he's a sharp bro. This is, game is going to be twenty three to twenty four, and it's uh, you know the Jeej is going to look fucking smart. It's going to be loud. You got two noodle arms for quarterbacks. <laughs> <laughs> Indoors, weather's not a factor, but it will be loud. It'll be very sure. loud. All right. All right, guys. Uh, are we ready for some misconnections, Fab? How's how's Oklahoma looking? Uh, it's interesting. It's a throwback to uh, some former misconnections we've had in the, Ooh, the general think... theme. There yes. isn't a go-to buzzword, unfortunately, but uh, there are a lot more 
racy than uh, what we've seen in other locations recently. Excited that Bubbles is here because I feel like he's going to kind of reel us back in from some of the tools and wood polishers. <laughs> and, of, and, you know, there's yeah, honest gonna be, humans. Not, not going to be very many church league basketball games looking for people now, but... Uh... But yeah, I appreciate. It. I've I've heard the shout out since I've been gone. So you guys, are yeah, we do. We try to right mindset. We try to keep you in, and then uh, bubbles. Just so you know, if you haven't already, I I really want some of your bubbles uh, quotes at the end of the podcast as we fade into the music. Oh, I got you. I'm ready. All right, Fab. What do you got for us on misconnections for Oklahoma? I got some Oklahoma City missed connections. First one up from Midwest City. And, you know, going into this, I thought we might find a Kevin Durant burner account or two still trolling the fine pages of Craigslist Oklahoma City. But I think this one might instead be a Rex Ryan. So here we go. Titled, Show Me Your Feet. Ladies only, please. Simple request here. Quarantine makes it difficult to wander out and see the pretty feet in Oklahoma. So if you want to entertain a foot guy and maybe make a deal to make it a regular deal, message me. Very real and serious. Looking forward to reading your replies. Uh, Obviously, this guy is very real and very serious. Um, Is there compensation going back the other way to the, the foot picture sender, you think? I don't know. Maybe future, like uh, a uh, foot massage to be redeemed later. Like he mails her a little piece of paper, homemade coupon, good for one foot massage. Can you imagine how like grotesque that meetup would be? Just watching the the pure pleasure that person one is getting from massaging person two's feet. Yeah, I'm like trying she, not uh, to honestly. She pulls up to this guy's trailer in her. You know, 1997 Nissan. She gets out. She's wearing flip-flops. Just got her toes painted a bright, bright pink. And he's sitting there, no shirt on, jean shorts, rubbing his belly, saying, get on up in here. Oh, God. Get up on in here. Ugh. Let me suck on them toes. <laughs> or, alternatively, I mean, that be like a- he doesn't say all that. Dude. He just says one word. Boomer, and she replies, soon. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> You're a people hog. Uh, man, I mean, you've nailed our people exactly. That's fucking insane. All right, next misconnection. Uh, we're done. <laughs> All right, also Oklahoma City. This one titled, Looking for Alina. I know this is a long shot, but here it goes anyways. This is Andrew. You and I were in the hospital together the first week of January, and I thought we really hit it off. I got out a couple days before you and didn't get a chance to see you the day I got discharged. I wish I had gotten your number. Oh, did they have the coronavirus or is that too soon? It might be a little early for that. January, I don't know if anybody had corona back then, but that was my initial thought too, is we might have a COVID misconnection. I had it in December, but uh, I don't think this was corona. I think it's a tiger attack is probably what it was. Uh. (laughs) This one's from Blanchard. Looking for true friend, females only, just one. Very sweet and funny and fun man. I'm 50 and in good shape. Your age, 25 to 50, in good shape. Let's have a drink together and chat. This is not a sex ad. That would be only if we decide. Female only and race is not issue. 
Drugs is issue unless you smoke weed. I don't mind that at all. Let's make a great friendship together. Friendship, two words. Well, I mean, if you're going to make a ship, it might as well be a friendship, right? Right. Wow. Um, I love the audacity that he had to put females only, just one. Just one. Like, he was going to have multiple females respond to this. I don't want this to whole turn into another orgy again like last time. <laughs> <laughs> that was too much. My 50-year-old can't handle it. Uh, yeah, I'm 50 years old in good shape, and you can be 25 to 50. But, yeah, he's going to turn out a 25-year-old in like good shape. What if, what if she's 23? He's got a problem getting too many. <laughs> So, yeah. <laughs> 23 yeah. with her four friends he's out oh. this guy's de- this guy's desperate damn it bubbles well, apparently not only one <laughs> she's 23 with her four friends nope fucking get the fuck out of here i like how he says it's not a sex get ad but mind. it's he's not taking it off the table though but it's for it's for yeah. those two to decide what if she's 51 <laughs> This guy's awesome. Yeah, what, is, yeah, what does that mean? Not a sex ad. That would be only if we decide. Like <laughs> they're gonna go hire another what person. They like they're gonna get on a sex ad to hire another person to go with them, or <laughs> they're saying I, that's that's a that's a weird line for me. Yeah. Well, only if we decide, I'll pay you. But, Bubbles, do you, I thought you were going to tell me like they just want to work out. Or something. They're two in shape people that want to, like, you know, no, stay man, in he's shape. Pretty, he's pretty clear about what he wants on you. He says, wants to have a drink in yeah. chat. This is not a sex ad, but I'm not going to take it off the table. So we can hit that. <laughs> yeah, it's refreshing to have you back. All right. Give me the next All one. All right. This one from Oklahoma City. You said you liked me. As the title said, you said you liked me. I didn't know how to respond since I'm at work and had to be professional. I did appreciate it very much and definitely more than you think. I really made my day. I can tell you were embarrassed after saying it. I admire you greatly for having the courage to say it to me, knowing it must have been hard to say it in person, especially to me. You definitely got bonus points for that. If you ever browse this section and happen to come across this post, I want to thank you very much. And if you ever want to have coffee, drinks, or have dinner, feel free to ask me out. Once again, thank you very much for making my day. Smiley face. This is sweet. No qualifier, though, Fab. I feel like a lot of catfishers could be on this one. Mm-hmm. It's true. He didn't say, That's a- tell me what you said. Tell me what you said. Tell me where I worked. That's a long, a long paragraph for saying thanks for bringing being brave and telling me you will like me. But why especially to me? W- what made that? Because she's so hot, like, or something. Low self-esteem. I think it's chick on chick. I'm saving that in my personal file. Just... <laughs> um, yeah, you make fun of Oklahoma. I fucking But because it's girl. Oklahoma. I make fun of obese people in Oklahoma. <laughs> They're so bad. From the one time I've ever been there, they were so bad. You're uh, born there. How dare you? Fuck you, man. How dare you? Uh, I love that one. That was good. That was a good one. That was a good one. All right. All right. What's the next one? Next one. In the country, I am in search of a single woman. I am really looking for a woman who wants a real relationship with. 
but here is the catch. You will need to move in with me at my place. I will make sure you have food in your body and a roof over your head and cloths on our body and all of the love you can take. Please, by all means, email me and we can discuss this further. And I am also not going to ask you to email me at some other email address, which seems to be the case in this section. And I do text faster than emailing, but we can exchange numbers later. Also, please note that if you're not interested at all after talking for a bit, please be nice enough to at least tell me so. I don't lash out like some men do. And in the first email, please include your name and a decent photo of yourself also. Please note that I sleep from noon till 8 p.m. since I work third shift. How many people <laughs> That's so what is this? Dude? It seems like a, dude, this is yeah, like, this is like an, an aliens come to Earth and is writing this thing. Yep. <laughs> no, no description of himself at all. Yeah, and a roof over your head wow. and cloths on our, as in the time unit body, and all of the love you can take. I will make sure you have food in your body. Oh my god. Oh, in your box dude this one was fucking crazy is, we, we've read a lot of misconnections but this one is this one's fucking crazy yeah this guy's nuts. if it was if it was an actual guy and now like a computer alien and he, he puts this out there the the people that he's attracting to this ad that would actually respond to it are not going to have very great internet access or access to texting they're going to be in a library without a phone, homeless. So, yeah, I don't. The whole the whole scene is just not. It's never going to happen for this. But you know what? I don't want to disagree with you, but I watched Tiger King recently, and I watched Doc Antel's flock, his polygamist, his wives' club. These girls seem like normal human beings, and they're dating some soul patch fucking loser. Like maybe oh, wow. this guy has a shot. Tigers. How much of a loser yeah. could he be? Doc Antel has tigers in your, belly, in your body. This guy could put food in your body. Food in your body, <laughs> not in your mouth. Yeah. In your body, he's gonna cob you. <laughs> I think this is a computer. Huh? Is that a corn of the cob? Ah, huh, this is a computer, yeah. dude. Look at the last. <laughs> it's a computer. The, please note that I sleep from noon to eight. Since I work third shift, what the fuck is third shift? Like it's Dbot, it's Dbot sweeping the floors from uh, two a.m. to eight a.m. Right, exactly. only people that talk like that are a people that work together, <laughs> or b a computer that puts up. It's a fucking computer that like had read some weird script. It read the script yeah. to uh, the Human Centipede, and then it. <laughs> <read> <laughs> I'm telling you, we're gonna there in like ten years. There's gonna be a Netflix documentary that starts with this Craigslist ad, and then there's like this is twenty it. missing women, and they're gonna fucking film us when we're missing teeth in ten years from now. And they're gonna it's, be this, don't don't fuck be, with cats too. Yeah, it's, I still haven't seen that. It's gonna be like the I opening need, of need, Tiger King. Oh. You're gonna be sitting there with your hat on in a <laughs> shitty bar. It's like, well, where do I start? All right, at the beginning. Well. <laughs> <laughs> this guy Fab, I know, fucking read this misconnection, and that was it, dude. Skynet was online, Mister Fucking Fab. Right. 
that was a uh, that was probably my favorite one of all. The, oh, besides good. the rocks and the pants, uh, I don't know who read that one, but that was fucking great. The that rocks and the pants awesome. and the homeless people with Little Caesars in Seattle. Yep, yep. That's that's top three. All that's time. top three. All right, give me one. All right, uh, this one's from Yukon. Woman for woman to help dominate. Woman for woman yes. is needing experience to help dominate submissive husband. No sex between you and the submissive. You get to be the boss and control the sub with the wife. Must have your own gear and willing to meet ASAP. Age, size, and looks, no worries. Just ready to show this submissive who is the boss. We are willing to meet at discreet location at our cost for your assistance. Very accommodating for this. And I feel like, um, God, this is aggressive. I, I honestly am almost at a loss for words here. Um, what kind of gear? What kind of gear are you bringing to this meetup? Clamps, Whips change, lots of leather clamps. <laughs> <laughs> some bringing, that are battery bringing... powered. Some things that you have to plug in. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe something that's pneumatic. I don't know. My question is, when it says uh, age, size, and looks, no worries. That I would imagine that being a submissive is kind of a physical activity. At what age do you think you age out of it? Like when you hit the wall and you can't really physically cut it anymore. 60? 65. You're talking about for females? Yeah, for females. What, the females dominant? Um, yeah, you got to think mid-60s. Uh, and I don't know why I, <laughs> that number popped in my head, but mid-60s, right? 69? 69. I think that's the right number, yeah. Yeah, 69 is the age that a, a female dominant is like, you know what? I'm hanging them up. I'm putting the the fucking jersey in the rafters. I'm done. Yeah, the ten inch stilettos hanging them up. <laughs> Gross. That's kind of that's a stinky. That's a stinky jersey too. Like you, no. she's she could be stinky. Yeah, you, you know they're superstitious, so they don't wash it. Oh, oh, oh that's nasty. Uh, good for this guy. This guy is got the 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 very rare. Three beers, two woman for woman misconnection. That's, that's good for him. That's oh, all I got. Well, I feel up. bad for the husband. Do you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, I do. <laughs> all right. Tell me another joke. Next one Oklahoma City, heaven and back. Manufacture, meat. Model name, number. Over and over. Size, dimensions, P2P. Six foot one, male, two twenty five, muscular build, aiming to please that pussy. Woman, <laughs> ladies, and dream seekers, treat yourself to unlimited pleasure in town temporarily. We'll take you to heaven and back. Worth the donation. Please don't hesitate to text or call Santana. 405-306-5504. I just love how you're putting their fucking phone numbers. Oh, yeah, and again, remember, loyal ass. listeners, use promo t- code FAB for 10% <laughs> off. <laughs> Is it is it manufacturer, but it's manufacturer meat. meat. Oh, good for him. <laughs> I, I I like over and over. over. What's the over and over? Like he's just can he, 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 you know what he could do? He could do the six twelve eighteen twenty four challenge <laughs> without uh, without pussing out like us. None of this makes any sense. He can do six model 12, name number without running, drinking any beers, or eating any. <laughs> 
You know what this is? This is that same fucking computer developing another sex ad, dude. Like, size slash dimensions should be over and over. Like, I'm over normal average dick size and dimensions. Not model name number. I don't even know what that means. Uh, Only a computer (laughs) would describe themselves as model. (laughs) Model name and number. What size is P2P? Penis to please? Penis to penis. I, I read it as penis to penis. Ooh. Docking situation? No, it says oh, aim, no no, aim to please that pussy, dude. So I, this, this ad oh, does not. This is, this is a fucking compact Rosario trying to be in <laughs> the 21st century and making a Craigslist ad. I like how he's willing to offer North unlimited Korea. pleasure temporarily. he's not here for a long time he's only looking for a donation you know it's worth a donation but uh don't hesitate yeah holy fuck worth the donation cost yeah you know like when you go to museums Uh, and stuff they have the little they have the little box where you can throw like a five spot in there i bet he's got one of those on his Mm, yep god i love this one it's so good I love computers, I guess. I love compact bursarios. All right. Uh, this one from OK Metro. Only looking for a secure lady. In search of a good lady. I'm secure, man. 6.1, about 245. In better shape than most. I have nice small home. I'm in the car industry. I'm very comfortable with muley investments. I'm only looking for friends with options. No gamers or little girls looking for a partner in life long-term, possibly. I just got out of a nine-year relationship, and it was due to family issues and her health with medical issues and is unable to travel with me and live life to my destination. We're still good friends, but it's sad to go on in the situation as such. I have a lot to offer. I love to travel. I'm not out for the next few months due to this crap in the world, so super bored wishing I could even go to the zoo. I have salt and pepper hair. I'm Italian descent. Actually used to be in entertainment industry. Send me a picture and a little about yourself. No children drama. Grandkids okay. You must be in good shape, healthy, no obese. Big obese problems, preferences, non-smoker, and secure lady with secure life. No need under secure issues or drunks. Please, thanks again. Oh, this guy needs security. Wow. 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 Uh, No big obese problems, but, you know, minor (laughs) obese problems. Clinically obese. broke up with his terminally ill girlfriend. Yeah, I feel like he broke up with his a girlfriend who was very sick because she couldn't travel out of the hospital. That's what I got. From <laughs> well, these damn she, doctors aren't letting her leave. She had, she had big obese problems, I think. Oh yeah, yeah. She went from little obese to big obese, you know. Yeah. Quickly. That's she why. That's his hang up with that. Obese. Um, what, where do you think this guy travels to? Uh, is it just different zoos? It to, you know, he likes to go yeah. Joe Exotic, he carnivals. Likes to go see Doc Antel. What, what? He assembles oh, carnival rides. Fucking carny. He used to be. That's a hundred percent entertainment industry. What does that fucking mean? Carney. He's a male stripper. Yeah. He's a fucking carny. That's He's a great. The guy who yells at you and tells you you can't knock over the milk jugs. Oh, I fucking hate that person. No children. What a scam of a game. No children. Grandkids okay. Right. Yeah. I don't get that. Wha- no children, but grandkids are okay. 
What the he doesn't want to say mean? 60 and over, but that's what he's looking for. <laughs> it's no, but how, do you not, how do you not have children, but you have grandkids? It's no, really that's what Big Tom's saying. Read between the lines. Like, I'll take a 25-year-old as long as you're not – because you're not going to have any grandkids. But you can be 50 <laughs> with grandkids. Yeah. Like, you know, he wants younger women with no kids or fucking – Oh, Jesus. Yeah, maybe you're right. It's, I think the lack of punctuation is getting to me. So I thought he said – no children, but grandkids are, are okay. That's like, what he wants them yeah. to be grandkids of someone, right? He, that's a way of saying oh. age gap. But I don't want you to have kids if you're like young, like thirty. Yeah. Okay. Must have been burned. He must have been burned. Or this person was burned in a pri- weird kid scam or something. Very upset about the grandkids. Yeah, I can, see, I can see a Dayline episode happening with this guy in it. Yep, one hundred percent. Fab, you got one one last one for one us? last one from Oklahoma City, titled "Morning Wood." Free till one p.m. Single white guy loves to give head. Excellent deep throat. Nympho cocksucker at your service. HWP stats and dick pic for a response. <laughs> straight, straight into the point. Yeah, brevity. Oh my god! Holy shit! What kind of stats is Levels. he looking for? Yeah, height, weight, <laughs> length, girth. Yeah. girth? What's about, like shooting percentage? What What is HWP? Do you guys know? Bubbles, who probably I know. know. Man, I'm at a loss for this one. Can, can you not spin this, dude? I was hoping height, you could spin this one for us. Height, height, width, penis. Hi, yeah, height, weight, penis. All right, I looked it up online, and it's not like Harry W. Potter. It's uh, it's not, what? It's not uh, a Harry Potter reference. I thought it might have been. All right, uh, it's height, weight, proportional. Oh, don't be too. So of course, height, weight, penis. Height, weight, penis. Yeah. He, he was right. He was close what, enough. What about free until one p.m.? Does that mean he charges after that? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That means his family comes he's back a, from work. It's happy hour. He works third he's shift. Special. God. He's a third shift guy. <laughs> he works yeah, second shift and turns over to Ultron. <laughs> yeah, he's not in third shift. He's, but he's a, second shift guy. Free. I will say this has been the... Nympho. Do you think that's... We should read into that at all? Or? Nympho, cocksucker. <laughs> nympho. Doesn't nympho mean like you love sex or something? I yes I think, yeah. yeah nymphomania right yeah it's so, a dream good good for him right <laughs> whatever I mean he's out there offering it morning wood I mean not not a misconnection not many misconnections actually more just those are all just hooker ads <laughs> solicitations <laughs> but yeah that's the that's the technical ad. term for it this guy woke up hungover and just started typing and had a fucking <laughs> massive p rod. And said, hey, I'm going to hold this fucking P-Rod for three more hours. It's like 10 o'clock. Free until 1 p.m. And then I'll I'll give you head. I mean, it's fucking ridiculous. The discipline to hold the P-Rod for three hours is incredible. Well, he probably popped some V or some Ah, ecstasy or whatever. Little little blues. He might be in the midst of his own 612-1824 challenge. Oh, fuck, man. He's six beers deep. Well, he's been on the show twice. That's great. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck. 
dude i like that one fab fab i oklahoma city was probably one of my uh my favorites of recently i feel like we've had some duds yeah it's definitely one of the better ones we've had in recent memory i I will say i think there's some region specific goodness in some of these these misconnections i i don't know if it's (laughs) <laughs> where the with the dart lands or or something but i feel like sometimes the oh god sometimes the, the more interesting places we get the the landing is the better misconnections you know oh the yeah more backwoodsy yeah the places where craigslist is still like a form of social media <laughs> where people actually know what craigslist is that's obviously Somewhere yeah, in rural Nebraska, there is some girl who calls herself a Craigslist influencer. <laughs> and she posts about her uh, lawn care routine. <laughs> Guys, thank, thank you so much for joining me. NFL Draft, we have fucking gone way off kilter here. We know NFL Draft this week, we still have the $100 uh, gift card challenge, $100 Venmo, Cash App, whatever you want. Top three picks in the draft, teams and player. Let us know, 3 Bridge to you on Instagram and Twitter. You can win the money. If someone else ties you or copies you because uh, they're a dickhead, we will split the money with them. But uh, three bears two, add us. Let us know who you think will be drafted and what team is drafting them. And you can win 100 bucks. So thanks for joining me, boys. And uh, come have a drink with us. We need a parting shot from Bubbles. The wood in Oklahoma is free until noon. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to pee my I love it. Oh, that's disgusting. I can't wait to hear what he actually said. <laughs> <laughs> Too drunk. Um...